Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast. I saw your eyebrows. You, I, I, you know what? I feel very self-conscious <laughs> that I'm going to screw up and say the wrong name. But uh, my, I am Mark, and as usual, I mean, I think this is Clay. I mean, <laughs> I know if anyone if anyone follows Clay at Fanboy Clay on Twitter. You will know that he's gone through. I he's going through an identity crisis. I, I don't even think he knows who he is. Right I now. am, and I have to bl- like I'm. I'm legitimately you know a lot of people do this for really stupid reasons, but I am blaming a video game for this. I have been playing Ghost of Tsushima every day for hours, and on that post I said, "Sleep deprivation a story," because I thought of a really good idea. I thought of, hey, maybe I should shave. No grown man should ever have that thought. After seeing my face yesterday, nah. Like, never. Dude, that was... I have never seen somebody's face literally transform <laughs> in in four pictures. I mean... Ugh. Man, I don't even... I Honestly, I don't know what to say. Because at first, I'm like, alright, this is clay. I know... This is the clay that I know. And then out of nowhere, I see. Oh man! Just I'll try like to... just your first words. Oh God! And, and, yeah, and pretty from, much. And from there, I was like, okay, yeah, this. I... No, because the thing is, like you know, I I didn't look at it in four all four pictures. I clicked on the post, so I looked at your first picture. Uh-huh. So I thought maybe you were just going to be doing weird stuff with your hair. Yeah. So then I flipped, and I'm like, all right, this is clay. And then you flipped. I flipped the next page, and then I saw. I'm like, wow, Clay looks like the salesman from Monsters University, like the guy that marries like Squishy's mom <laughs> or Pete's mom or whatever. You know who I'm talking about? Like that failed salesman, that little fat octopus walrus looking guy. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? He looks just like him. And then I saw like you cleaned your face, but you still had the weird hair, and I'm like. What the hell's happened to Clay? And then, yeah, then it was like Steven Seagal. And, like, <laughs> like, my God. So, or like, so the really funny thing about that is, uh, you know, I, I told you that you're the third person to make that reference. So, other than Ghost of Tsushima, I did find another game that was on sale. Uh, it was Ghost Recon Wildlands. And you can create your own character. And since I have this long hair, the one thing that my wife has been helping me with, because I am a man-child and can't do anything by myself, she's been helping me like learn how to put my hair in a ponytail. And I am learning the reasoning why you need to do that. For the fact that your hair is heavy, you get all sweaty and feel gross and blah, 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 and also to get the hair out of your eyes. But, so I, 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 I made a character on Wildlands, and I was like, oh, I have a ponytail, and I have a goatee, and immediately as I enter the game, Juice from Batman News Weekly is in there also, and he's like, why did you make your character just like Steven Seagal? And I was like, oof, Love it. I, I, Love it. I feel that one. And then, I go to work, and I have my hair in a ponytail, and one of my bosses that I haven't seen in literally three months because of the quarantine, he's finally able to go to work, and he sees me, and he's like, why are, Why do you look like Steven Seagal? And I was like, God dang it! That's the second person! And then for you to say that I look like Steven Seagal, I was like, that's awesome. Like, like, like for three separate people yeah. to I say mean, I, tr- I try to make it, I'm like, it, it was either Seagal, but I didn't know the guy's name from like Karate Kid 3. The one yeah. that you thought was like Daniel's uh, like friend, but then he was bad. Yeah. That, or I was like, alright, he doesn't necessarily, but maybe... You know, if you ever compare someone to Danny McBride, I, th- I think he's kind of like a legend. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm trying to make it better. I don't know if I did. Uh, oh, but man. yeah, I, I was I was totally thrown off. Um, dude, it's really hard to buy a TV right now. Well, I mean, what do you mean by that? Because you, you, you somewhat said it before we started recording. Like, how hard is it to buy a TV? Like, genuinely. Okay. At first... You know, you, you're always trying to find best deals possible. Of course. You know, I got the new house. I have, you know, what, I, what I'm what i calling the fortress. I want a really big TV. Yeah. So uh, I've, been, I've been asking Kevin because Kevin, uh, who's, you know, 
well, he was a listener until you called Bendis cancer. I think, <laughs> I think that, I think that was the na- the nail in the coffin on his viewership. <laughs> but we're still buddies, so we still chat. And I know that he worked at Best Buy. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, give me give me recommendations. And he's always been like, go get the OLEDs. Go like you're never gonna wanna. You'll never turn back once you get those TVs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, but those are really expensive. Yeah. Especially, I need two TVs. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm like, all right, let me, what about like, if I get the QLEDs, like the ones from Samsung and stuff. So I found, I don't want to get technical, but they have, they, for some reason, Walmart only online had the Q90, the Q90T QLED, an 82 inch. Amazing. And it was on like a clearance and I I would, I would be getting it for like 1600 bucks. Okay. I'm like, give it to me. An 82-inch, you know, pretty, you know, it's above middle, like middle class of TVs. Yeah. So I'm like, give it to me. I want it. I order it. It's supposed to be here July 13th. It's now July 20th. I ask, where's my TV? Oh, it was lost. Oh. So I'm like, oh, were you guys ever going to tell me? So they're like, no. So we're just going to cancel it. And then you could just reorder it. And now it's so sold I'm like, out. Okay. Is it sold out? Now it's sold out. <laughs> And then the worst part is, is that the following day when they cancel it, I receive an email from Walmart saying that my TV was delivered on the 16th. I'm like, my TV was never delivered. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what that's, what that is, but that's, that's part one. (laughs) So then, uh, you know, I, I do kind of like, I guess when you're going to go shopping, I went to Best Buy because I figured I'm doing Best Buy. I'm not dealing with freaking Walmart. I should have known better. Yeah. Trying to buy a TV from Walmart. I never go to Walmart. But the price was good. So I'm like, all right, let me go to Best Buy. Let me see what they have. And then I'll see if I could try to find something online. Loved it. They had, um, there's these OLEDs. And I'm like, all right, let me, let me look at read reviews. There was this website. And it's called like Silver Strainive. Something like that. Like if you type a TV you want to buy on Google and just type click shopping. Uh-huh. You'll see it's like the top one. And they had in Best Buy a 77 inch OLED, and they're selling it for 4,800. This website is selling it for 1,800. I was like, "Oh my god! I just hit the jackpot! This is like a Wayfair for TVs." <laughs> <laughs> hey, be careful That's, with that though. You hear all the shady stuff that Wayfair's been under? No. Uh, uh, my wife saw it first, and like she looked into it. Uh, apparently, there's a scandal of. Uh, uh, child sex trafficking on Wayfair. What? Yeah. Like, they have, like, drawers and, like, dressers that are named, like, human names, and then the prices are, like, $96,000. And you're like, why would you buy a drawer or a dresser for $96,000? And why is it named Anne? And people are like, oh, that's probably a human being. So. Yeah. What? Yeah. That is horrible. It is terrifying. And then Wayfair, oh my and then Wayfair was like, that is not us. Uh, this is made under like a custom blah, blah, blah. Uh, we'll take it down. And my wife was just like, thank God I've never bought anything from Wayfair. I just feel dirty if I did. And I'm like, yeah, that's really weird. Oh my god, that's terrifying. <laughs> um, anyways, so my thought process was that this was like a Wayfair because of like these crazy deals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm like, awesome. So I bought the LG like C9, the OLED, a 77 inch. Because I'm like, all right, I'll spend 1600 for a TV that in Best Buy is 4700 or something like for that. For sure, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a freaking, I got a steal. And then I'm like, screw it, I'm going to buy two of them. Jesus. So I bought two. <laughs> Twenty minutes later, the, the 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 company calls me, and they say, "Hey, uh, before we process the order, I just want you to know that these aren't the American versions; these are the Korean-made versions." <laughs> so, so, so I'm like, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "The SKU numbers are the same." They're like, "Oh, well, it's American TVs are made by like 10-bit." The Korean oh versions God. are like 8-bit, so instead of you getting the colors, like the pixels in the billions, you're getting it like in the 500 millions, and 
So he's like, "Do you still want me to process?" I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm I'm good." Wow, like, I, I'll, I'm good. At least, Dude, at try- least he like had the courtesy to be like, "Hey, I need to tell you the truth on this." No, the, yeah, this guy, this guy probably saw that like thirty five hundred dollars were spent, and he's like, "All right, let me. I gotta at least let this person know." That you know these aren't American TVs, and I'm like, oh great! So I'm buying. That is oh my god, awesome. dude! It's a disaster. So it's like, <laughs> but the problem is that I feel like the only legit place is like maybe Best Buy to buy TVs. But I think because of I don't know if it's like the COVID or maybe just with July Fourth finishing, all the good TVs are sold out because of the sale. The sales. Well, see now, you can call me ignorant for this. I'm not sure where everything is manufactured and because of manufacturing and shipping and everything else some companies may not like be able to really do anything because of covid so that's something to think about no no i i, I that that could be the case too so it's just dude i just want two tvs for my house <laughs> and it seems to be an impossibility oh uh, man that sucks yeah I see but, for me on the on the bright side on the bright side I'm moving next week so then my our schedule shouldn't be so weird anymore. Yeah, and you won't forget about I, me. I say that, but I say that, but I'm lying. I know you'll still forget about me. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I can't forget about you as fast as I wish I could forget about Action Comics. Ugh. Ugh, dude. See, hey, you're 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 lucky because you I, did not. Read I it. did not read the context of the pages that i looked at but i looked at the pages and i was like yeah nah nah i i mean i i I did read it but i just feel i've just gotten to a point where i just don't want to consistently on twitter or anything continue to poo poo on this book but then it's like i saw tony and tony posted and something on twitter yeah and then I think like you tagged me yeah. like, hey, should Mark and I should we yeah. like should we discuss sh- this? Should and- we even try to discuss this? Because he was like, and- like he was really hating on it. Yeah, and I, I I have to be on. I mean, I know like we're a review show, so you like I guess we have to read books just so, to like discuss it. But dude, I think that I think I am official. I mean, I know I've said it, and sometimes I haven't even read the books. Like, I still don't know what happened in the previous Superman book and something like that because I I feel like it's – my my way of being a fan is that I've never wanted to drop a book if I'm reading it because I am a com, – I don't know, a completionist. I don't know if that's a word. Completionist or, or or maybe you have like a, a – what is it? The the fear of missing out? FOMO? Yeah. FOMO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. But I, I. By the way, if you guys hear banging, that's because there's people working on my kitchen right now, and there's no way to like really get that out of the audio. So I'm sorry. Oh, I I, I don't I don't hear anything. All right, cool. It's okay. Cool. Yeah, but my ears suck, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Too much AC ACDC when I was like seven, I guess. Nice. Um, so yeah, I I I think I'm done with it. Like officially, I I, I feel like I am confident enough to say. Where I've been reading comics long enough, where I should be strong enough in my in my ways, where I could just say, "F it, I'm done. I'll wait until the new the new creatives." Or if I happen to see somebody posting something, I don't mind just getting it digitally and and reading it. Yeah. But I've just I'm at that point where this is just so bad. I I. I have zero interest in I, like I don't understand why we're still talking Red Cloud. See, and that's what uh, I was gonna bring up because Jim he actually kind of made a rant on it. Uh, you can find that rant on YouTube actually. But uh, because of COVID, this thing was delayed so many months. So technically, we are officially two past. We are past two years of Bendis on Action and Superman. Technically, even though this is only one thousand twenty. It should be, you know, 27 or whatever. Uh, We are officially two years past him being on these books. And he introduced Robinson Good on 1001. We have been dealing with Red Cloud for two years and nothing has happened to her character. 
nothing. Nothing. And we're and we're just still getting this revisionist history and and I mean I, I gotta listen to that rant because I, I can only imagine it being pretty funny. Um but like with having like uh Kelix uh being like the narrator and kind of just giving us like this history I don't understand how Kelix knows all this about um about Red Cloud. I don't get it. Uh but I've gotten to this point where I just don't care anymore. Um, you, we're having this discussions with, uh, uh, oh my God, John Connor and Clark in regards to like their powers and how can they deal with Robinson Good. And I think one of the biggest, the dumbest things I ever heard was like, "Should I like super inhale?" They're like, "No, this is a living being. You're gonna like kill yourself." He's like, "I never even thought of that. This is amazing." I'm like, "Oh my, I can't, I can't, I cannot." Deal with this. I don't roll my eyes reading books. I don't. This was, it, I can't believe with my favorite character, I am getting to that point where I'm actually closing the book and I have to like deep sigh to relieve Did, the tension has, that this is my favorite book. Bendis has made, I mean, my favorite character. Ben, sorry. Bendis has made the super family look, feel, and sound dumb like dumb like not not saying that the book is dumb because it is but i'm saying like them their actual selves their personas like when you hear people say these things i can expect that from like if freaking harley quinn ended up getting the powers of a kryptonian i can see her saying something like that but when you see how clark has raised his son and then for him to say that here, it why, why you know? I I I don't know, it's, man. I don't I, I I um. There is no there is no reason like this is this is a scary thought. There is no reason for this book to continue. Action comics, as of today, there is no reason to continue it, which is terrifying. Like I I. I agree, and I and this is one of those that I wish that they would. And I hate when books renumber. I want it to be renumbered just so it can scrub off, and I can feel like a sense of closure with what he's had, and just to end it and not have it like tie into anything, because this is tough, man. I I mean I don't I never go on the Comicron to see to see you know has there been any kind of news whatsoever in regards to like how sales are. Well, that's I mean, the that's this the book, thing. This book should so I cannot see this book getting more than four. I, w- I was this has to be like mid. I was telling uh, well the Jim Slack and everything. We had that discussion when DC divided from uh, Diamond. I don't know how those numbers are going to be projected anymore. I don't know if they'll be on Comic Con. That that's a good point. And I've actually, there's a couple of mutuals on, on Twitter. I, I've seen them mentioning that this has been like three weeks in a row that their store hasn't received any DC comics yeah. from Lunar. Lunar. Uh, so it just seems like, you know, it's so up in the air that, <laughs> man, DC, man, why is it that we have to like the publisher, the one publisher that we've dedicated our show to, to talk specifically? They are such a mess. They they are they are a huge mess right now and i can only bl- like the only person i can blame is the pandemic and that's not even a person like i i feel like i'm blaming dan today uh, just because i i missed seeing his face so <laughs> i i, I <laughs> so. it's been like freaking what it's it's been a half a year if not more, since he's been gone, and be like, yeah, yeah. It, it's his fault. Just, just it's just his fault. Him. He's, you know, his structure is still there. I guess. Oh man, which is crazy because I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it was this week. I don't think it was this week. It was last week. Uh, Metal Man is still coming out under his name. Yeah, Metal Man. I, I think Metal Man is actually under some fire now, and it's not even because of Dedeo. It's because of the artist. Oh really? Yeah, Shane Davis is seems oh, to be yeah, that yeah, he yeah. is a yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I I don't read Metal Men, even though like Johns loves them because they're like the X Men of the DC. I don't know, man. Uh, 
It's a disaster, dude. It's it's like between my favorite books. Think of it. Again, this is all subjective. I'll I'll pull a ray here. Uh but I yes it is subjective, but to me DC is going to be having metal be the forefront death metal until like February, which is just a scary thought considering we're only in January. We have the super books blow and who knows when Bendis is going to be gone. I am personally not a fan of the bat books. Valid. I mean, they're, Valid. they're okay. Yeah. They're not mediocre, but they're like below average yeah. to me. So I'm just saying like all of these main books are, there's, there is literally for me, almost zero books to look forward to at any given week. Of DC. No, I have Aquaman. Aquaman keeps me afloat in, like, canon, but now Kelly Sue's leaving. So I'm like, okay, great. Then, I mean, the only other books that I get excited about are the the Black Label. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, for example, like, I I know you didn't read this one, or maybe you did, but you skimmed through it, because, I mean, for good reason. I mean, there wasn't really much in there, but it was the Joker Harley Criminal Sanity. Yeah, I think somebody I think somebody posted online on Twitter like, "Hey, what are your two favorite books that are out right now in comics?" I would have loved for both of them to be DC books, but I I can't even I couldn't even post it. But the one book that I did mention is this Joker Harley Criminal Sanity. I absolutely love this book. This is by far in 2020, I will say it's my number one title. I look forward to it every single time. I absolutely adore it. And now with this book, yes, the Secret Files book, there, I guess you could say in terms of the narrative, there isn't really, I mean, it kind of something just ties into the cliffhanger of the fault of this past issue where you finally have the confrontation between Harley coming back home and Joker was there and it looks like he's read up on everything. To my, to my view, the way I read this, I'm looking at this as, the Joker, that we're looking at things through the Joker's eyes, and he has literally read every single report that, that Harley, Harley has yeah. <clears throat> that Harley has done. So it's kind of like he now knows Harley. Like her her thought processes everything. And I would love to know little by little, are we gonna see uh, you know, in future conversations if this Joker, this version of the Joker, are we ever going to see him admit to or be impressed by what she found and how much of it is true. But I have to say that Cami Garcia is killing it. I mean, I never would have thought that I would have been enjoying this book because I've never read anything from Cami Garcia. But in this book, Cami Garcia is joined by Edward Kurtz, uh, Kurtz, who's an MD, he's a doctor. I don't know what he does. I don't know if Edward is a... Uh, a forensic scientist or works in forensics or is a psychologist. But when you are reading this and you're looking at pretty much, you know, all these reports and these profiles that were created and kind of uh, these breakdowns of characters that we know, like Victor's has Ragman, etc. I, I loved it. I, I was telling you like, you're like, man, there's nothing in here. And I'm like, and then you're like, wait a second, did you read the report? I'm like, hell yeah, I read the report. <laughs> this is, I, I need, I need shows like Mindhunter to come back, uh, because those shows, I don't know why, I don't know why I'm so dark and why I love these dark things. Um, there's something seriously wrong with me, but maybe a little I, bit. I abs- maybe I think so, but I absolutely adore it. I love the the spots where David Mack, uh, for anyone who reads Bendis's Pearl from his uh, Jinx World comics. Uh, seeing him do like these murals are gorgeous to look at. I don't know, man. Overall, I mean, again, yes, this I, I believe is the way I read it. This is Joker looking at the psychological profile that Harley has created. And that's all that you're looking at to see like where has she come up with everything since issue one to now leading to issue five. So to me, I... I don't even like secret file books. Like I know that you've told me, hey, you have to read the Batman secret files to understand this, and I think that's where you came up with Batman. I mean, Joker being the designer, yeah, because of a secret file thing. Like I didn't, I didn't read that because I, I've never cared about it. But this book, well, this title specifically, I love so much that 
and this is again with me not even being a huge fan of this Joker. But the the world is so great and it's so enticing that I I eat up stuff like this. So I I dug it for for what it was. Yeah, no, the relationship uh between Joker and Harley in this reminds me a lot of uh I don't think I've seen a whole lot of it after season like 7 cuz holy crap I am seeing just now that it has 15 seasons but Criminal Minds uh there is one season where I believe his name is Hotch he Oh the Boston Strangler uh is is that the the one where he is like it's like super personal and like he and yeah and and it, like the main bad guy's like a dude yeah the they end up they actually end up killing Hotch's wife or whatever spoilers something and and I feel like uh doesn't like yeah I think it was the Boston Strangler uh, let me I mean I st- I I remember like I don't watch Criminal Minds but I remember that this specific storyline. My 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 parents and my sister who loves it. She was like, "You have to see, you have to see this like specific storyline." Yeah, the um, Boston Reaper. Yeah, that's Boston Reaper. That, that, that is, you know, I think I think I'm thinking of like the Scranton Strangler <laughs> from the, the Office. That I Boston Reaper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly who I'm t- thinking of. That relationship, yeah. I feel like, is what this is, and so I okay. like what I'm getting from that. But you're right. I I opened this and I was like, this print is way too small. I don't want to zoom in for every little thing. So I'm just going to look at it. And I like how I'm pretty sure this is this is jock, right? On some of the like wacky stuff on the like anatomy pages or whatever no that that's that uh, David Mac. Oh, Mac. Sorry, not jock. Sorry. Yeah, Mac. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. David Mac. Mac. Uh, I immediately saw all the colors, and I was like, oh, that's him. Very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But it kind of gets a little weird and kind of sadistic on some sides. So I'm like, okay. You know, we're kind of getting literally in the mind of Joker. And I did read the little synopsis for – at least they, they reminded you, hey, you know, there is going to be other issues. Issue 5 is coming up next with this. And they they tell you at the very end. Yeah, the, well, actually, that synopsis kind of like worries me, because this was one of those stories that I wish that Harley doesn't change. Uh huh. Like let let it be one of those stories where, you know, Harley is able to with. Well, I mean, maybe she stay. She probably will, but it, it's one of those that you just wish that she is able to break that trend of being so into the Joker and his ways and into his psyche that she ends up like falling for him. Mm-hmm. I would love for it to be something different where you see those temptations and how this issue five might be that moment where they're going to finally be one-on-one. Yeah. But I would love for it to be where she doesn't fall into it, no matter yeah, how I, I, enticed she is. Like, give me something different. I think we have talked about this before. I do not want this to be a how Harley Quinn becomes the Joker side piece, you know? I actually want it to be a legitimate, like, Elseworld story where she does not do that and she takes him down. I think that would be kind of cool. I agree. But did you have the chance to read Batgirl? I did. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Yes, that I was that I was going to like it. I was very surprised. Because I told, and and you can say how much shade this is or not, but this is the best Castellucci has been since she has been on this book. See, I haven't, I've never read the title because, is it Cecile? Yeah, Cecile Castellucci, yeah. Yeah. After I read Female Furies number one, I and I read that arc, I was fairly confident that I do, I I would never read another one of her books. Yeah, because of how much I hated the way that she represented the the characters in that in that comic. And I understand she had a certain narrative, but it just bothered me because that's just, oh yeah, we dropped that book real quick. 
Like, I think yeah, after, that like, book, the second issue, we stopped talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I was perfectly fine being done with never having to do that. <laughs> but I was like, all right, I'm like, you know what? I have to read certain books for this show. So let me let me check this one out. Because with the, ta- you know, seeing the cover, I was like, okay, there's going to be some killing joke stuff here. And so let's kind of see what they mean. And this is obviously a Joker War tie-in. Uh, now, I will say at first, besides... Besides um, Robbie Rodriguez drawing Barbara's feet extremely weird, like her anatomy, but it's mainly her feet in in certain panels. I dig the art. Same. I actually I dug the art, and I think that the art fit very well with this type of story that we were getting. Um, but yeah, I thought that this was. I I don't like the design of the Joker in this in this issue, but he's I, very I much the way he's very much a pretty boy. In this issue, like with the style haircut and everything else. Uh, well, yeah, it just felt like if you were reading The Criminal Sanity, but it's just a different artist put a spin on it. But it just it, it looked weird yeah. um, on how he how his face is pointy in some directions, but then it's rounded in others like it doesn't it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, um, but I I I. Uh, I appreciated the, especially at the beginning, the little teases and kind of, I was always doing like a where's Joker, trying to see like where is he hiding in that panel. I was like, oh, that's kind of creepy and terrifying because like Barbara had no idea at first. Yeah. Until she smelled rotting flowers, I believe. And then she's like, wait, my table's off. And I love, you know, it's one of those moments that you're like, man, it's kind of cool how a, how detail oriented they have to be to always be on their game. Yeah, even when you're looking at something, you're like, "Man, look at she's just literally enjoying it." Yeah, like and she's it's, there flirting on chats, and it's, then it's but it's, it's it never ends. It's really terrifying because you know she flips on the switch, and you can see in the very background the silhouette of like half of Joker's head, and then yeah. when she is getting undressed, you can tell that it's from a perspective of somebody looking into the room, so you you know mm-hmm. that's Joker. But then there's a panel here where she's like walking. Uh, out or into her bathroom, and you see the eyes. you see the two eyes. I legit thought that that was just something on my screen, so I like tried to wipe it away, and then I zoomed in and I was like, "Oh, those are his eyes. That is scary. That's terrifying." Yeah, and then you see the other one, her looking at like takeout food in the refrigerator, and you kind of see his reflection, his face reflecting. On, is that like the toaster? Uh, I think that's like the old school like teapot on the stove. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just everywhere. You're just like seeing these moments. You see the silhouette when she's watching TV, having some wine, and then that's when things started to unravel. And yes, the way that she, you know, catches him, and you know she handles him really well. Uh, but yes, the Joker is, you know, he's got all the gadgetry now. So he's now. I I did not remember. I don't think I was reading Batgirl during New Fifty Two, so I never knew. How after, like, before Flashpoint, like, with the cure, mm-hmm. like, how they actually cured her. Yeah. But I never knew, I never knew it was, like, a robotic, synthetic kind of thing. Or at least yeah, that's just they, how it made it they, seem here, they, where he can just control her. They made her a chip that was inserted into her spine that she, that is basically keeping her from being paralyzed. Uh, okay. They actually took that premise and put it into the CW show Arrow. Uh, for when Felicity got shot or whatever, they did the exact same thing to her. Uh, but here, you know, I really thought this is going to play a lot into her PTSD. And she was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to take this like, you know, just some, you know, random person. I'm going to fight. And she stayed calm. She did, you know, and I love the I love the thought process, even though because you know she was like just take me to the hallway, yeah. and you can kind of see like oh well you know Alfred was the one that always got the that call. so broke definitely some my heart right there yeah like but I love how she didn't panic she was like all right now next plan just stay alive yeah so it wasn't like oh my god like it wasn't like she broke but she was she was cognitive enough to be like you know what all right no one's coming let's get to let's go to plan B and. I mean, what she was able to do, I mean, now, the what she ended up stating, because, you know, when she came up with the idea of what she was going to do, which was 
essentially after you know their back and forths and all that where he just wants all the codes and everything and complete access of the back cave and you know now barb was like yeah you're not going to get that from me and you know it's just he's getting mad you know there were those moments where her like actually seeing how pathetic he was just saying like you oh the, which, that panel where she says you're pathetic and just continues to like laugh at him she, yeah she's like who's pathetic now and she's like one thing a man can't stand is a woman laughing at him and you're kind of seeing, like, I, I don't, I guess this is something that we haven't seen. Like, someone just completely laughing at Joker and thinking, like, he's a joke and seeing yeah. him the way he reacts. But I, I think because I'm always worried who the writer was, I never, I really never know, like, what to, what to expect from her. Yeah. And how she's going to present it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for me, I understand... Again, I, I think that this is all with my 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 PTSD reading this this lady's work. <laughs> that when she ends up like stabbing herself to like hit that chip, so that she can no longer be controlled, and she's like, "I decide what I do with my body." I don't know why that just it got me because I know who the writer mm-hmm. was, and there's so many elements to that that I'm like, "Oh gosh." Like, I feel like any other word would have been, like, any other way to phrase it, but it just felt yeah, so Yeah, but uh, at the same time, uh, the, I guess the implications of what the killing joke was, it almost was important to put that message along. Uh, be- no, no, no. I, I, under, I understand the message, yeah. and I agree with it. It was just the way that it was phrased. It just felt too on the nose with... True. Every yeah. that everything that's going on currently that it it was one of those I'm like oh god yeah like not not in why but like that see I will say this is almost the only thing that I have a problem with this book is at the very end she does like gouge her chip or like malfunctions her chip in her spine she is now bleeding out from the back she grabs a lead pipe that is apparently really sharp she throws it at Joker. And essentially looks like paralyzes him because it completely like takes him down. Like his legs look like they don't work anymore, and so they're both bleeding out on top of this like apartment building. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where do you go from there? This is a tie-in. Like, is Joker now gonna like have a giant hole in the back of his back? Like, is he not gonna yeah. be able to walk? Like, <clears throat> like it was a good story. But you need to be careful with how you end things because it is a tie-in to something much bigger. You know what I'm? You know what I mean? No, no, I I completely understand, and that was my that was my thought process as well. Is dude, this is a tie-in. Like, are we gonna have now? Like, it's gonna be hard to just read Batman '96 or whatever it's gonna be and be like, oh, there he is, just perfectly fine. Like, if a pipe just did not go through him in the back, yeah. Um, yeah. And, Where, and also, and it's in not like last week or the week before, Nightwing seventy two came out, and she was completely in her Batgirl getup, you know, trying to find Nightwing. Is that before or after this? You know, so it's just it. I think that there needs to be a little bit more communication between writers when it comes to things like this, especially. Especially when you are leading an event like Tinian is doing right now within that book. Yeah. You you have to make sure that the threads in the other bad books are, you know, if they want to take some liberties, fine. But it can't do any damage to an, a, a pretty important aspect, especially when it's the main villain. Because yeah. I feel like this is never going to get touched on. And this is really just, oh, like, I break, I broke my back, I'll break yours kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's going to be completely ignored and it's going to bother the hell out of me. <laughs> but, I mean, but taking that aside, for me reading a Batgirl book, which I rarely do, I enjoyed it. Very nice. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. I think I saw the art and it was very reminiscent of something like Dan Mora. So I was like, ooh, let me let me actually see. I might actually like this. And I read it, and I was fairly surprised by Cachalucci's uh, uh, work. Um, the the there were some lines that just worked really, really well. I liked how 
the very scary truth of the matter is if a woman really is in that situation, some of those things she actually has to do. Not stab herself, but, like, keep the person talking, you know, keep them going to try to find... No, no like, that, that, that part was all That great. was really, really good. I really liked how she and, approached and, and, it. And not, and not seeing her panic. Yeah. Cause, because it was a, it was a complete opposite of kind of because, like the you know, first time. Because she's like dealing with the situation at hand, she also had to remember, okay, it's been months since I've pressed this button. Okay, who does that button go to? Is it Bruce? No. Is it Dick? No. Oh, crap. It's Alfred. Okay, nobody's coming. Don't panic. Keep going. I really like that. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. But uh, Batman 95 is going to be, I think, our last book to talk about. Uh, I mean, did you want to talk really quickly on Detective? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't you know, read it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it really quickly. Uh, this is the end of the Two-Face story. Uh, I know that, you know, Detective is another one of those books that you've kind of, like, just stopped reading, which is totally fair. I understand that Tomas... Yeah, I mean, De- Detective, Flash, and now, like, the Superman books are just, like, those books that I am perfectly happy waiting until the new creatives come and hope that what the current writers are doing is not permanently damaging me wanting to read that title (laughs) even with new writers yeah exactly uh but uh we did have lincoln march uh returning uh he is now working with joker uh he and other talons are fighting two-face and batman and batman essentially says hey you can either help me fight these guys, or you can help these guys fight me, but just know that these guys are working with Joker, and he's the one that messed you up. And he's like, and Two-Face is like, you know what, fine, I'm going to help you. And this is very action-packed. From the very beginning to the very end, uh, it is non-stop fighting. Everything is moving very, very quickly. Uh, and Joker is watching slash listening throughout the entire thing. Because there's a moment where Batman destroys, like, the headpiece of Lincoln March's, like, talon suit. And it, okay. and it breaks the visuals from Joker. And he starts to make a joke about it. He's like, oh, man, you know, I can't see anything, but I can hear the action. This would make such a great podcast. And, uh... Did that really yeah, happen? Yeah, he actually said that. Uh, <laughs> and Batman is able to subdue... Uh, uh, Lincoln March by throwing a freeze grenade into his mouth and freezing all of his insides. And, I mean, everybody's dead, technically, as a Talon, so he didn't technically kill him. Which, I will say, Tomasi did, in fact, uh, give us some background on where Lincoln March has been. Now, we saw that he was in some sort of tomb, when Joker broke him out, but Batman was talking while they were fighting, and he said, hey, rumor has it that uh, the Talons couldn't control you. They thought you were basically, like, you know, just throwing away hardware. You know, you you were kind of useless to them, so they threw you into, you know, know, the the mass graves where all the other Mm -hmm. uh, broken quote-unquote broken talons are uh, which i appreciate because the last time we saw lincoln march was in a burning building in Zack snyder's run of batman that was the very last time we had ever seen lincoln march and they didn't know where he was or if there was even a body to recover now we clearly see him and they were able to kind of tell us a little bit about that so i do appreciate that but uh, when everything was subdued, because at one point, uh, Two-Face is inside the old, like, Bunny Gordon Batman suit. Uh, mm-hmm. He blows, like, a gas line or something to get rid of all the talons. And knocks everybody else unconscious. And Batman is quickly able to... Uh, like, basically stop the hydraulics in the suit, so... Two-Face is kind of just stuck there, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, well, I'm not done with you. And Batman says, well, you've clearly turned into Two-Face again. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix that. And he takes two pellets out of his, his, his belt, and he says, I'm gonna sterilize the area, breathe normally. 
he has sterilization pellets. Like, he sterilizes the entire area, takes out a drill, and continues to have brain surgery on Two-Face right after a battle. Like, immediately. Uh, Interesting. And it's it's kind of a really cool sequence. We can see, like, what Batman is seeing through his, like, his, his lenses. And so he's using it as an x-ray. He sees inside. He sees the bullet. And you can see the drill going closer and closer. Uh, it's also showing you, like, how sweaty Batman is getting, how, like, completely intense that he is. And mm-hmm. uh, he is able to grab it, and he takes it out. The next thing you see, though, is Two-Face at Blackgate Prison, and he is now a Blackgate lawyer. Uh, he is a jail lawyer, but he's still being imprisoned. But he is helping out every other prisoner with their case he's like okay this is what we're gonna do this is when your court date is blah blah blah. and then you see matches malone and matches malone talks to him and we all know matches malone is batman's like side character another persona yeah yeah and so he says oh i think you you know put me in here a couple you know a couple months or a couple years ago uh and they start talking about crime, and kind of Batman is clearly seeing if Two Face has the urge to like get out of prison or maybe do something else. And Two er, and Harvey Dent really says, "No, I don't do that anymore." And so Batman just or matches Malone, grabs the bullet that was in his brain and just hands it to him. And Harvey's like, "Well, what's that?" And matches says, "It's a gift." And the next page is the last page of Batman, like, running out of Blackgate Prison. It says, from a friend. Or from an old friend. And that's it. Uh, And it looks like the next issue is going to have Batwoman. And it's going to be another Joker tie-in. So. Okay. That's basically it. Right. Uh, There is a lot of comic book-y stuff in this issue. Uh, I really dug the art. Uh, there was a lot of those moments where, like, Batman was completely silhouetted and all you could see is his eyes, which was really cool with uh, Brad Walker's art. Ooh, talking about talking about silhouette, did you see that that uh, that tease from King oh, with Clayman? Dude, and Clay oh gosh, Clayman Clayman is not okay with it. He he had he was complaining about how Catwoman's head was too big, and I'm like, dude, this looks perfect. But I mean, everybody is their own critic, you know. Really. Now, now I want to see the picture and be like, wait, wait, was it? It looks, it looks well proportioned. From from the angle that you're looking yeah. at, it looks really well proportioned. But apparently, like I, I saw Clayman. Oh. Uh, she got chubby cheeks or something. Is that what he thinks? I I don't know. I think it's like he may think it's too long. Maybe I'm not sure. But hmm. uh, Joker War Part One. Batman 95. Mark, what were your thoughts on this? Um, it's it's a very disappointing part 1. Ooh. Uh only the the reason why I say that is because I just feel like this was just another setup issue of what we were getting to like the lead in to what Joker War was. Um now, will I say that midway through, okay, were things starting to pick up and, you know, things were looking pretty bad for Batman? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But I still don't when you only have 20 issue when you only have 20 pages to tell a story and it, you know, it maybe a little about half of it is still history uh and all the like history lessons. It just to me, it's not it's not what I needed. I mean, this should have been the book should have gone the way it kind of ended. Like, let the craziness happen. I don't need revisionist history, especially when it comes to these two. So, I mean, that was my initial thought. I, I'm not going to say it's all you know, it's all bad and stuff like that, but it's not. You know, it's I could I could definitely see. 
what you mean. You know, uh, Juice from Batman News Weekly said that this felt like the book that Tinian wanted to to write in the first place, which is definitely set up. But the like everything else was just filler up until this point. That yeah yeah, and I and I think that that's kind of like what it could yeah it could be as well and which. In the crazy scheme of things, because now we know that Tinian is writing past issue 100, which we knew was going to be completely different because they were going to introduce uh, Luke Fox as the new Batman. And Well, I'm actually really happy that that's not the case. Well, I, I think a lot of people are. But in the grand scheme of things, looking at that, this is 95. He would have only had five issues to tell this story. You know, so that is kind of terrifying in that way of thinking. Uh, But I, I enjoyed this enough. You know, Uh, I love there is one panel and everybody's sharing the panel where Batman is like climbing on the uh, on Wayne Tower or whatever. But there Mm -hmm. is one panel or one page in particular where Batman is, like, looking inside with, like, night vision infrared, and you see his eyes glowing green, that page is gorgeous. I just love that page. It felt very Dark Knight. Yes. With, like, with Heath Ledger kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, it it felt very much like that, and I agree. And And again, I think... There, there were definitely cool elements here. Like, uh, for example, having, like, uh, the lawyer, uh, Mr. Graves, actually be the the underbroker. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. All right. That's cool. Like, that's, like, knowing and seeing, like, everything. I was like, all right, who's this Graves? All right, this lawyer. Okay. Well, clearly him and Bullock are clearly at odds. And then you kind of just see little by little. I mean, I, I definitely had to do an undertaking. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Is the underbroker? Wait, is that this guy Graves? Like, did they just straight up, like, reveal it, like, so nonchalantly? And they did. And I was like, oh, that that's cool. Like, it, it it had its moments. Um, seeing, you know, I am I'm never a big fan of like seeing a big like a, an actual fight sequence and having someone monologuing. I never understand how someone can be talking so much while fighting. Oh, uh, talking but, about punchline. Like, yeah, with punchline well, kind of already being there. I have and, I have a question for you because I I asked hmm. the same question to Juice. Do you think punchline is already too overpowered? I think now the reason being the yeah. reason being she's she's a new character that is very much I she idolizes Joker that is clear uh she was able to go toe to toe with Harley Quinn and now she's able to go toe to toe with Batman I, now you could I, I say think that she's she's in that I think that prisoner of the moment where you're creating a new character so you want them to be as badass as possible but I feel that we have already been too exposed to her yeah like they're making her do too many cool things where I'm already missing like the way that they were treating her when she was being teased like she felt like an assassin yeah you know what I mean yeah but now she just she feels like a, a, a skilled fighter, but who's just delusional. That's true. Yeah. So I, in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm not saying like I wish she was more like a Talia or a Lady Shiva, mm-hmm. where you're just seeing them like. In but she she could totally see, like, work out like that because she did until she got revealed. That's true. Yeah. So I I think it's just like the more you're seeing, I don't. Now, I mean, I just don't agree that she should be in this position. But at the end of it, I think it it, it all depends on how they get handled. Because now, how do you feel about that new suit? The new suit. See, like when I saw that Batman one hundred issue, like that the the reveal, the I think, preview by pages, Jimenez, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. There's a there's something cool about it. It's not very Batman esque. I, I I might need to know a little bit of like why is it 
looking the way it is. So then, um, so seeing like Batman, seeing it for the first time and like, man, like who designed this? Was this you, Lucius? And then finding out that this was like Alfred's kind of like last gift once his dream came of being, you know, like rebuilding the Gotham that he wanted. And like, that's what that suit's supposed to represent. It's one of those things like, oh, okay. Like, it's kind of cool. Like Alfred did it. It felt very... Like, depending on which iteration, like, oh, this is like a Martha kind of doing Superman's outfit. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it, it's one of those that it's a it's a cool way to bring, you know, to bring Alfred's touch into this. And his influence is consistently there. Um, but then, to me, it, 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 like, wiped away very easily when Batman goes into, like, what feels like it recently every joker issue where he gets where he gets poisoned so it it was immediately i will i will tell you this like the the internet does not like that suit whatsoever to the point i mean i mean it's 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 not bad it's not like it's it's definitely not bad very much iron man but i can (laughs) but it's Oh, I never even thought Iron Man, but I, I but it, it it definitely looks like if Batman was going to be your your knight and shiny armor, it looks like it. You know, if it, Iron Man, if if Iron Man, if Batman were to go to outer space, I could see him wearing this suit. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of looks like you know if he was brought back into like medieval times. Yeah, but the internet or the Twitter was a Twitter. And it got so much out of hand to the point where Tinian had to go and like retweet it and say, "Hey, just so you know, this is not Batman's new status quo suit. This is only going to be in a dream sequence in a future issue." Ah, oh, that's so. It it is something that is legitimately made, and maybe some other writer can you know use it at some point. But the next time you, we see it again, will be in a dream sequence. It's not going to be something Bruce is going to be wearing from now on. Yeah, but he's like, I don't. There, there's like no reason for him to have to defend it or or like ruin, like what every yeah. Because I mean, if anything, I think that hurts DC when you know you would think people are going to want to buy the cover. Yeah, because because everyone's buying like that. What Jimenez is doing, where it looks like his, it's kind of like the sketch, yeah, the character design, version, like the, the character, the character design thing, which was cool. I feel like there's, I mean, it's Twitter. I mean, people are going to be buying the books. I mean, people haven't been saying much good things about your run anyway, so I don't understand why you need to succumb to responding and kind of doing like this huge spoiler but yeah true you know it is what it is i mean it's i don't know like if you were asking me like to grade this specific issue i would probably give it a six this current issue yeah okay that i mean it it seems fair because i mean once again one thing that i'm not always a fan of but it, it it really needs to like add to the story if you do it is the flashbacks and we have this flashback of like when like one of the very first times Joker was out and about killing people and mm-hmm. there's this conversation between Bruce and Alfred and Bruce is telling Alfred like you know this is a brand new monster like he he is not just you know every every person kills for a reason this person is just killing because they're bodies that are in the way. Yeah. And I'm like, we already knew this. So why have that conversation just to have that conversation? You know? Yeah. It's, it's just, those are just things that at first he's like, I just feel like we're destined to do this forever. And I don't know. I just felt, you know, whatever. (laughs) I think I think Christopher Nolan did it better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say I thought Lucius Fox was dead at at this point uh, because of the like the acupuncture like Joker toxin that he has in his head. Mm-hmm. I legit thought he was gonna die, but it looks like he's still alive, and it looks like next issue will probably be somewhat of a dream sequence. 
because he is hallucinating. You know, uh, we don't know if that is legitimately Joker who Jokerized a Batwing or if it's just a normal Batwing that Batman is looking at. And because he's hallucinating, it looks like Joker, you know? I will say that that image of Batman looking at the Jokerized when he's saying, like, this isn't real, like, you're dead. That looked very Libramijo. Yes, it does. It looks like if it's Libramijo with a different colorist. I I, I can see it. But but I I will say, like, that's a... I mean, that's probably was, like, maybe my favorite image. Just because you can definitely tell the fear that he's going through and how he's definitely, like, under it. But overall, I mean, I'm just... You know, it's 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 very hard to get excited about excited about these things. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that's it for this week, man. It it is the books were the books. I will say we already have next week's books at hand. Uh do we? Yeah. We we actually had them really early this week, which, you know, Clark, if you're listening to this, thank you. Uh really helps me uh plan out my week. But oh snap! We got Earth One. Oh no, it's not. Linear. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I I thought I thought so too. But this week, uh, oh my God, what are we gonna read? Th- oh, please tell me this is the new the new run of Wonder it Woman. It is. Are we? Oh, okay. So there's at least two issues. We, uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman will probably be the only two books that we read. <laughs> yeah, because Batman, Superman, no. Cybernetic, I have no interest. Cybernetic is Hellblazer? just like some random book with like multiple stories in it. It's just one of those specials oh. that they're trying to squeeze ten dollars out of people. So yeah, I mean, no, Bendis has ruined the Legion of the Superheroes. <laughs> oh, uh, plunge! You have plunge. I haven't been keeping up with it, but at least you have plunge. Plunge, yeah. And then Red Hood. I, I mean, I know, I know, Lobdell's leaving, but I don't know if that's. If that's already happened, no, Lobdell is leaving. This- uh, Fifty is going to be his last issue. Okay, yeah. So I don't. Oh, dude, is that Bizarro now? With that mohawk? Uh, yeah, that's that's what he looks like. And he like has now. like that. And he has like that Scottish man. I thought that that was a uh, what's his name like Zangief or from from like Street Fighter. Oh yeah, <laughs> that Russian dude. I was like, what the hell? Like, is this a crossover? But wow, what they do to him. Um. Anyways, yeah. You can find me at Mark Reads Comics on Twitter. That's where I'll be. You can find us. Whoa, what's the... Oh, Nerdy Legion. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so you can wow. find us at Nerdy... Dude, I'm... I am... I am fading. Look at this. <laughs> Here, I'm going I'm to tell you. This is what I was just dropped off right now. No one no one knows what this is, but this is a, a, a letter from my wife because, again... If I can bring down all the boxes and the clothes containers and bring them downstairs. So that is what I'm going to be doing. So I got a little thrown off where people can find us. But yes, nerdylegion.com. Just go to the podcast now. Click on podcast and you'll see a plethora of podcasts there uh, that talk all sorts of comic book goodies. But you can find us there at Comic Book Legion. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at CB underscore Legion. And as I've... I plugged Clay so early into the show. Yes. At Fanboy Clay. Yes, at Fanboy Clay uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, and now officially because I am now one of the cool kids on TikTok. Uh. (laughs) Oh, God. What a loser. Wow. Dude, I was... So you're introducing yourself looking the way that you did on Twitter yesterday? it's, It's crazy. It's... I... I I only have literally one TikTok. I think I checked it this morning. It already has like 400 views. I'm I'm pretty impressed. But uh, it's so funny because I was super bored at work. And Juice, my coworker, he was like, dude, this app is so stupid. Like, look at these things. And I was just laughing at a lot of them. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll download it. Whatever. And I was, I was just flipping through it. And I was laughing at some of them. I was like, all right, fine. I'll like one or two. And I couldn't like anything unless I made a profile. And I was like, fine. And so I just made a profile. So I am on TikTok. Uh, I don't know if I will ever upload anything like dramatic or anything. Because there's so many people that get super intricate in their postings. 
there's like the the quick cuts or whatever that I do. I'm I whenever it comes to video, I'm super illiterate, so I don't know how to do all that stuff. So I'm gonna be learning. Don't know what I will do, but yeah. So you're you're gonna be a TikToker? <laughs> uh, yeah, I. <laughs> I try to just stick with one. Yeah. Um, but as you as you know, I I don't know anything of what's going on. But you can also find me at the Fanboy Comics Podcast, uh, where of course I do three shows a week. I have some interview episodes lined up. I believe next Wednesday, when you hear this, next Wednesday, I'm actually going to have Tony on, and we're going to be talking about Justice League and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, that little that nice. little crossover with Tom Taylor, uh, and. Uh, first time hearing it here, guys. Uh, I also have Joe from the comic book rundown next month talking about the death of Superman. So that's going to be fun as well. Sweet. Nice. Staying busy, my man. Yes. I actually have another one planned that I will be recording with uh, Chris Balga from the mm-hmm. – uh, uh, gosh, what was that that network that they're on? They're on uh, uh, the uh, – Jesus, what is it? Uh, the Comic Book Alliance or whatever it's called. Oh my gosh, I forgot their name. You're you're doing a great job I right know. now. I know. I am so bad at this. He is. Uh, I, I I got it right here. I got it right here. It is the maybe no uh, the world's finest true believers. That is his portion of the of the network that he is on. Yeah, you can find you can find him at finest believers. Yes, finest believers is yes is his. Uh, is his handle uh, really cool guy i had him on the snyder talk and so we got to know each other from there uh he is introducing me to a uh a new book that i have never read before uh and it has a crazy title let me see if i can find it uh i'm looking at my comics because it is oh wait you know what i have it on my reading list because i have a reading list for all of july it is called Richard Stark's Parker, The Hunter, Volume 1. Uh, Never heard of it. It is from, uh, oh my gosh, uh, 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 New Frontier. Uh, 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 Cook? Yeah. Darwin yeah. Cook? It's from Darwin Cook. Uh, you know what? I think I have. I know what it is now. It's very noir, right? Uh, I have not opened it yet. I have it downloaded on my Comixology. Uh, so... I'm going to be reading that today, and I'm very excited uh, because I haven't read any of Cook's stuff other than New Frontier. So, okay. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find us, of course. Uh, thank you for choosing our podcast to listen to. And uh, Yes, we appreciate it. Oh, wait, I have an announcement. I have, uh, I have uh, an interview, too, with uh, Jim Lee. No, I'm oh, just <laughs> I'm just <laughs> oh man, but I was gonna say Jeff Johns, but I mean I don't know if anyone likes him oof. anymore. For for some reason, I mean it's just it is where it is right now. Yeah, but yeah, I gotta go move boxes. Man. All right, well uh, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully, I'll have a TV by then. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see. All right, we'll see. See you later. All right, guys. Talk to you later.